This is Birth of a Brand, a Tweet Talk podcast exclusive episode. We're featuring the stories of the brands, entrepreneurs, businesses, and movers and shakers of our generation. That's right. These are the stories behind the renaissance and black wealth. And now, here's your host, the one and only, Raphael Husband. I am Raphael from Tweet Talk, the Black Wealth Podcast, one and a half co-creator, co-founder, and we decided to start a series that I'm calling Birth of a Brand, where we are speaking with black business owners to find out how they got their brand started and how it's going and just give people a little inspiration that may be looking to start their own business, but are intimidated, are afraid and think they don't have enough money, they don't have enough experience, that they don't have what it takes, blah, blah, blah. All the things that we tell ourselves to eliminate ourselves before we even get started. And tonight for our third instance, we have with us Nella Jones. <laughs> Nella, uh, Nella, Nella, Nella Ferguson. My husband just joined. So if he heard Jones, he would freak out. So we got to get that right. Shout out to oh. Ferguson who just joined. <laughs> Nella Ferguson oh. got married two years ago. So yes, we got to get that right. Uh, my mistake. That was uh, Evie. Evie told me your name was Evie. Jones. That's no, Evie's like family. He should know that I am Ferguson now. But yes, it is Nella Ferguson. Okay, so introduce yourself. Yeah, no. That's a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. I am Nella Ferguson. I was born in West Africa, Sierra Leone, hence the Sierra L bags, the L is for Leone. I came to America very early in my life, less than one years old. And currently, right now, my day job, I am actually a chemical engineer, district manager. Um, growing a corporate business. And so in that, there's nothing better than growing your own business. Um, So, you know, I am definitely balancing a lot. My husband and I are into real estate as well. We actually have an event space. So just to talk more about what you spoke on, you know, start that business. You can be carrying a lot of different hats, but don't let that be the reason that you don't go after your dreams. Absolutely. Cool, 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 cool. So we're going to start off with um, the name, Sierra L. Bags. You already said it stands, the L stands for Leon. Yeah. I was going to ask, well, what was the significance of that? So explain to the people, first of all, why it, why you chose that name, Sierra L. Bags. Well, I wanted it to be very clear that these products are from West Africa. When we talk about cultural appropriation and not giving the community its right and its respect, I think it's important that we... Um, raise up our people and give them the platform. You know, I've seen a lot of merchandise that are not from our country and they're branded incorrectly. So Mm -hmm. people to know that these bags are handmade by skilled craftsmen in West Africa. I have visited several times myself and I see that they work in excruciating conditions and they deserve all the respect in the world to know that these bags are made from them, come from them, and that's where this originated from. Yeah, how long, how, when did you start it? How long ago? I started in 2000, late 2018, so I've been doing this for about two years. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, so we're two years strong now. Um, and just to talk a bit about the reason why I started this, you know, I didn't go back to Sierra Leone. Like I said, I left when I was one years old and I didn't go back until I was 32 years old. 
And growing up West Africa, you know, it's either, you know, you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, or a failure. That's really all the options <laughs> sent to you, you know? Um, so right. the idea of retail is viewed as frivolous and it's not, it's not necessary. We need to do necessary work. But when I went back to Sierra Leone, I learned a lot about my culture and my community, things that I was missing about myself. Um, you know, as a chemical engineer, I saw that they were destitute in resources such as water, such as uh, electricity. You know, the electricity wasn't consistent. But beyond all of that, what is impoverishing West Africa is job creation. The people out there need jobs. And if you don't have jobs, the way that government works, the way that capitalism works is that you have jobs, you tax the people. And when you tax the people, you are able to take care of public services. And so because there are no jobs, they are not capable of providing clean water and they're not capable of provi providing electricity. Uh -oh. And so if you're not collecting taxes, the public ser services are eliminated. And not only that, inflation occurs. So that's why people think that there's this enormous amount of corruption in West Africa, because the prices keep coming up simply because they don't have any jobs. So when I, the reason why I started this business was mainly to create employment for my people, you know? Like you said, start that business. I started very, very small. I started with one man who was working in incruciating conditions. The average income right now in West Africa is probably $100 a month, okay? He was probably making about $40 a month before I met him. Now he's making $400 a month. And to you and I, that's not a lot, but that's equivalent to like $400,000, $500,000 a year. They're doing, he's doing extremely well. And if I can repeat that and help more people out back home, then I am helping create community. I'm helping to collect taxes. I'm helping them in all different levels in their community. That's interesting. I never, I never thought of it like that. There's no jobs. You can't collect taxes. And then the infrastructure is no good. Mm -hmm. You can have, I mean, like I said, I work in water as a chemical engineer. You can have the best idea, right? You can have the best idea. But one, who's going to pay for it? How is it going to get funded? Because it's not like they don't know what to do. I deal with that here in America. It's not like that they don't know what to do. It's who is going to fund this. And the only way they fund things is continually increasing prices. And if you continually increase price, but people's pay don't increase, what happens? You have more poverty. And so that is truly what's plaguing West Africa, Sierra Leone. And so if you can help create jobs rather than, you know, enfranchise the people and move in buildings and economics that are not helping our community, if you can help create jobs, that's a way to get them out of poverty. Okay, so walk us through this. When you, when you went back to Sierra Leone and you saw the conditions there and you you saw like they need jobs. Well, where did you go from there? Like what did you what did you what did you do first? Like is that how many times have you been back there since that first time you been back? I've been back four times. I've been back. Okay, so you got the idea for the company on your first time back? I got the idea on my second time back. My first time I was thinking about it. My second time I made it happen. And the way it, it, the way it took place was if you go to West Africa or any country in Africa pertaining to the West region, um, they have a lot of markets. They have a lot of men kind of, you know, with tables just selling. And they don't have a great platform. They don't have a great audience to sell 
their items too. They're beautiful. They're tribal. One of my bags are right here. They're beautiful items. They're tribal. They're handmade. They just don't have the right audience for it. So when I went there initially, I, I was impressed myself. I fell in love with the bags. Obviously, I'm into fashion. I love fashion. I bought some for myself. But I was like, man, I could really sell these. You know, I consider myself extremely business orientated. And I said, if I could sell this and I can help you I can give you, I can increase your capacity, increase your selling power, and that's going to create jobs in the community. So I started with one man and our business slowly grew um, as we started getting into stores, as we started increasing our audience, our business grew. So really at first, one of my biggest hiccups, and I think it's important to discuss your challenges because you are going to have challenges and it's completely normal. No business that started just went straight up at the beginning, right? So my biggest challenge was shipping. Um, shipping from... Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I want to take it back for a second. I definitely want to hear that. Okay. But I want to take it back. How did you... you, you This first guy that you you you, you worked with, you, you met him in the in the market, mm -hmm. you just met, saw him in the market selling his wares? And, the grand... And the big grand market in West Africa. Yeah. So how did that go? You just approached him and how did that conversation go? I approached him. Um, but, you know, one thing that you need to know about West Africa, if you don't speak the language, um, it's difficult, you know, because they want to feel like you're part of their community. So I had my relatives help me out. So actually my husband, a friend of my husband's family helps me with the communication because obviously I don't live there. Right. So I can't, it's not as mm -hmm. easy as just calling him on the phone. So my husband's family member's friend maintained the relationship for us. Um, so I approached him. He was interested, but I had left the country. And so my husband's family, a family friend of my husband maintained that relationship with us. So this business literally grew on WhatsApp because he was sending me different fabrics. I had to choose the fabrics. Um, he was making samples for me. And I had to choose the designs I liked. And so we did everything from different continents, literally. So I was in America. He was in West Africa, Sierra Leone. And so I had to look at several samples before I was happy with the work. Because like you said, quality control is very important. So from the fabrics to the, to the style, to the shape, all of that took place over WhatsApp, okay? So that was how the birth of the business began. And then once we were happy with the product, um, shipping was our next challenge. Uh, you know, West Africa Sierra Leone does not have a stable shipping procedure. So first, I literally, when I started the business, I had people bringing bags back in suitcases for me because, you know, how else at first dhl was not stable i think it's it's stable in ghana it's stable in nigeria and stable in south africa but it had not grown and developed in sierra leone so for the first year i was shipping things in suitcases and as people traveled back home um they were bringing things back for me i went back home my last visit was actually january of this year my husband and i went back um, and so obviously I was able to bring several items back when I went back myself, but we were able to stabilize an account with DHL. Um, we, when I went out there, that was part of the reason why I went out there because we had to negotiate our rates with DHL. Um, it was a, it's a very important part of the business structure when doing business with West Africa. 
um, especially because you want your bags to be affordable. You know, the numbers that they were giving me initially weren't, I wasn't able to sell the bags at an affordable price. So I had to negotiate the shipping rates, but it was very important for me to do so in order to make sure that the, the bags were affordable. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So you think your sneakers look good, huh? Check this out. <laughs> Even the most exclusive sneakers once purchased look identical to everybody else's sneakers. Can I get a holla, holla? So how do you take your boring, regular sneakers and convert them to unique, dynamic sneakers that will stand out? Yo, that answer is easy. You need to g- g- get laced with Get Laced Shoelaces. Yes, yeah, Get Lace is a lifestyle shoelace retailer dedicated to inspiring customers through a unique combination of products, creativity, and cultural understanding. We just want you to upgrade your sneakers. So get laced. Visit GetLacedLaces.com or check us out on Instagram at GetLaced.com. Underscore upgrade your sneakers with a black-owned business that provides international shipping, wholesale, custom, and fundraising options. Upgrade them sneakers, baby. Get yours today at getlacelaces.com. Premium sneakers need premium laces. So so that's cool. Okay, so how do you um let's take it back? So once you got once you decided on the product Mm -hmm. and you got people to bring them bring them over in their suitcases and what have you. How did you start? What did you what did you do? Did you throw up a site first? Did you do it word of mouth? Did you do like an Avon party, like friends at your house and just have the bags there? I started with Etsy. Um, I don't know if you're from Etsy, but it's handmade crafts. I started with Etsy, which is great because it gives you the opportunity to get access to a greater platform. Um, And then I created an Instagram and I started advertising. And then I started going to different events. Pop-up events is what people call it. So I went to different pop-up events throughout Southern California, mainly in the Los Angeles area. So that's how we started. That's how we got the word out. And it's very important for social media outreach to reach out to as many people as possible because you just, you never know who's going to find interest and the platform that person has. So I believe within my first week of setting up my Instagram, um, a lady reached out to me from Atlanta and she had a store and she made a huge order. And I was like, wow, I'm really onto something here. And it, it, it made me happy because I was like, the more I sell, the more I can send money back home, the more people that I can employ back home, right? And that's really the goal of this business, to try to employ as many people as possible back in Sierra Leone. So that's how we got started. Um, right now, we are in a few stores, specifically in the Inland Empire. Um, we're looking to grow. Um, but, you know, like I said, like, I'm very happy about the progress we've made. And, you know, especially during 2020, when it was a pandemic, it was one of our best years. So I'm hoping to see the business do extremely well in 21. That's cool, man. And like you say, you said you said earlier the the average income in Sierra Leone is hundred dollars, hundred US a month. A month the average, right? um, I mean, hundred actually is pretty good. Like I would say eighty okay. to hundred dollars is equivalent to like fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year out here. Got you. But that's okay. Okay. And you said at the time that you met him, he was making about forty a month. Mm-hmm. And now, now he's just picking up four hundred. So you get it. You give him a ten x. Yes, a ten. And well, now we have three families that we work with. So you can do the math there. That's how much we're sending back home each month, which I'm very proud of because 
you know, it's very easy to just give and give, but you're not making that person self-sufficient. You know, the goal is to make people self-sufficient so they can take care of themselves. So, you know, charity is great, but it's not sustainable. And what's sustainable is helping people, you know, with their skill set that will help them provide for themselves and their family. And so that's really what I see that's plaguing the community and what they need. And if I can grow the business and, you know, have six families that we're taking care of, I mean, that would be more than my expectations. So. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I mean, 10x somebody's income on, a, on another continent. I mean, I think that's really big. And now you say you have, what, four families now? Three. Four families that you are, you're supporting? Yeah, three families, yeah. And that's, that's great. And the thing is now, to, to Americans in this chat, this this is going to sound like, you know, 400 a month. Like, can't do anything with that. But you got to remember, our cost of living is way higher than Sierra Leone. That 400 is going a lot further over there than it would here. And so I think that's really great. It's starting to freeze up a little bit spinning out but um yeah i applaud you for supporting these these families it's like we said in the podcast like charles always says that oh gosters give us a minute guys let's see what's going on but it's like charles always says uh charles always says bring her back in bring her back in her back in give me one second guys there we go there we go i'm back i'm back <laughs> just took a little break i'm right back <laughs> commercial break uh i was saying like on the podcast uh we've talked about before my, my partner charles was, would say um start that business because it's, it's more than just providing for yourself it's about the other people you can buy for you know it's cool to feed yourself but it, this is a business is about feeding other families too and absolutely. feeding your community absolutely so yeah. a lot of people like to talk about being a boss but you're not truly a boss until you help put money on in somebody else's pockets you know what i'm saying so it's, I mean, growing up, like, I, I was so removed from West African culture that I was star. I didn't realize that I was starving for it. And when I went back, it was just, I mean, it was just a beautiful thing to see my cousins. I never grew up, like, knowing who my cousins were. I just heard about them. They were just always distant relatives. But at the same time, they were struggling. And I was like, how do we got relatives in West Africa that are struggling and we're doing great out here? Like, there's a huge disconnect. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I have relatives that are helping me out. They're helping me with the communication. When you do business in West Africa, it's so important that you have people in your corner that you trust. It's all about trust because you're sending thousands of dollars back home and you expect a product. You know, it's the professionalism that keeps the business going, you know, and the last thing you want is to be sending money back home and then there's no product because then there's a lack of trust and then the business isn't successful. So it's very important that you can have people in your corner that you trust. And I've been able to do that with my relatives and they're making money now off of it. So I'm happy that I've been able to not only serve my pur my purpose and my passion, but help grow people economic status back in West Africa. That's cool, man. By the way, anybody in the chat, if you want to ask a question, just hit that uh, bubble with the question mark and we can get to your question uh, as soon as we can. Um, okay, so you got your pro your first product, open an Instagram, you're doing pop-ups. Um, how often do you do pop-ups, by the way? We do events like two or three times a month. And initially, like, talk about burnout, you know. Um, you know, I got my corporate job. I'm doing real estate with my husband. We have an event space. So I was exhausted. I'm just going to keep it 100. I was exhausted. And so I was like, I need help. And I think it's also and very important to know when it's time to ask for help. 
because otherwise you're not going to be able to give the best to your business if your energy level isn't there. So my husband helped me find an assistant to help me with the events, which has helped grow my business substantially because now, you know, I could have four or five events a month because I don't need to be in, at 10 places at once, you know? So, and I also believe in rewarding people for their successes. So when I do hire people, they get a portion of the sale, which is very important because now they are motivated to help sell your product. So we do events even, I mean, during COVID, we slowed down maybe for three or four months, like March, we slowed down, but then July came and we started doing events again. Um, December, we were very successful, believe it or not, with events. Um, so right now we're doing events two to three times a month, but we're looking to upscale and make more connections with people and increase our reach. Okay, so we got a couple of questions in the in the chat. Ebby's asking about tell us about the challenges you've you've had so far in the business. First so, off, you were talking about quality control. How do you handle quality control? Yes, and that's part of the reason why it's important for the bags to ship to me first. Uh, because one, you're shipping from, you know, a, a foreign country and the material that's used, we use leather, also known as cowhide. And it's very important that the material is dry because wet leather, you know, is prone to other issues. So the way I ensure that that does not happen again, because I did have a time where uh, the material was not dry completely. As I inspect everything, everything ships to me. We go through an inspection process. We go through an inventory process. Um, if anything is not um, to my standards, everything is either corrected or removed from the inventory. So um, we definitely go through the inventory process before anything is shipped out. Cool. So Thanks. what what other challenges? Um, shout out, by the way, to a billionaire, Billy, in the chat. Shout out to Eco Savvy Group. Shout out to Dejan. I saw you come in here earlier. Um, what other challenges have you had so far? Big My, challenges. I mean, outside of quality control, the two that I discussed earlier was shipping, right? Because mm -hmm. number two, you want to make sure that, you know, you're actually going to receive these products. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So, it's very important that you have someone that you trust. I can't say that enough, that you have to have a partner that you trust, especially when you're doing business in West Africa, because that's where everything originates. So, you know, mm -hmm. shipping was a huge factor because the cost that they were quoting me was just not cost effective to my pricing. Um, the way I price my, price my bags, the cost has to be at a certain place and it was not there. So I was happy I was able to use my negotiation skills to get proper rates for shipping. That was a huge challenge. Mm -hmm. um, finding someone you trust to do business is a huge challenge. Um, and then growing, right? Because, you know, I can only be at one place at a time. And so let's say there's three or four events taking place. Well, I'm a one woman show. So I think it was important to know when it was time to ask for help or time to hire an assistant. And so thankful to my husband that had someone in the community that was Sierra Leone that was interested because that was important to me as well, that the person selling the bags represented the brand and she does. And I'm very proud of that. Um, so all of those were my challenges that were, I was able to overcome. That's cool. That's cool. That first part of you started selling, do you still, do you still carry that? You know, I like to bring new bags in all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's possible. It's always possible to bring back something that I started with. 
Um, but at the same time, I'm learning as I go along. Like initially when I started selling, the bags were huge and they just were not, you know, conducive of shipping because when you ship, you have to think about the size and the weight and, you know, right. so I was like, okay, so that's part of the reason why my bags are smaller now because of the shipping that's involved in the process. So we started cool, cool, cool. larger bags, but um, if you followed us since 2000, late 2018, you've noticed that our bags have gotten smaller. Okiefa Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Top quality, unique, signature, fresh, trendy. Our shades provide significant UV light protection for eyes, and we have the best customer service around. The freshest and trendiest styles for both men and women. The finest shades to fit your style. Okiefa Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Visit www.okiefashades.com. That's O-K-I-Y-E-F-A Shades.com. Or on IG or Facebook at Okiefa Shades. Or on Twitter at DJ Ebrock. Yeah, you got to think about about the weight. I mean, the and this weight. is coming by ear. You said DHL, so this is coming by ear, correct? Correct. Not both. Yes. Yeah, so correct. that's always expensive. So, yeah, definitely had to negotiate those rates. Yes, and was- you couldn't do, do that from the United States, negotiating the rates? Well, I could, but you got to understand, like, the DHL offices are in West Africa, Sierra Leone. So, yeah, you can negotiate, gotcha. them, right? It's all about relationships. So the fact that my husband's husband's friend had a relationship with DHL was definitely helpful. You know, negotiating face-to-face is going to definitely get through there. Yeah, that face-to-face is, is where it's at. And that will never change. Um, <laughs> I mean, people think with, with the whole COVID thing, you know, everybody's going to go remote wireless, you know, remote work. And that's just what it is. But you cannot beat face-to-face mm-hmm. meetings, talking, all that. Yeah, you yeah. can't. You cannot beat. I think that the virtual is good once a relationship has been established, right? Because you've already built that trust. But... You know, it's kind of like dating. You can't date someone on camera forever. Eventually, you got to meet the person. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I think that it's very right, important right, right. that trust established before you go virtual. Cool, cool, cool. So what what makes Sierra, Sierra L bags different to all the other handbag brands out there? Well, um, it's representative of culture. So I don't know if you know much about oh, broken, breaking up again. Our independence in the British War. Um, so if you see that are represented, even what I'm wearing, um, our patterns are representative of free slaves and what they were exposed to during their journey, as well as the indigenous that were involved in slavery. So it's a mixture of a group of people that were enslaved and a group of people that were not. And so you're not going to find that anywhere else. If you go more inland in Africa, slavery didn't necessarily exist, but because we were so close to the water, it was very convenient for the white captains to capture us. So Sierra Leone has a very, very strong history of slavery. Um, even myself, like if you meet a Sierra Leone, we generally have American last names. Like I'm, I was Jones, as you mentioned earlier, and now my last name mm-hmm. is Ferguson. And that's representative of free slaves as well, because when we were turned back to Sierra Leone, um, we kept our white slave master's name so if you go to sierra leone we all have 
American or European last names, um, which is tied to our history. And the patterns are a combination of that. And I think they're very unique. You're not going to find that anywhere else. Um, in addition, just the material itself, like our straps are made of bamboo, you know, our natural re resources in Sierra Leone. Um, you have rotten material as well, cowhide leather as well. These are all natural resources that are very unique to West Africa. So I, I you know, you, you just can't get that nowhere else. Right, right, right. It's not, these are not the kind of patterns and designs you, you, you'll see in, at the mall, that's for sure. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, so anybody that wants to have that Afrocentric, that true African-inspired uh, accessories and pieces, definitely could look to Sierra L bags, for sure. Yeah. Definitely authentic. You know, now we have a lot of people doing 23andMe and tracing their DNA. And I meet so many girls all the time that tell me, oh, I just found out that my lineage is traced to Sierra Leone. And, you know, obviously they can't just jump on a plane and go there, but it gives them a form of connection to their history, you know, carrying the bag. And I'm happy to be able to provide that for them. Cool, man. And yeah, over the last year or two, there's been a, it seems to be a big push to going back to Africa, pretty much. There's a resurgence right now. You know, Absolutely. Afrocentric Afro inspired designs. You know, people want to learn more about Africa. There's business going on over there. They're learning more and more stuff every day. Like, everybody's mm -hmm. not, everybody's not in a hut. Like, they, 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 they showed us on TV when we were kids, man. They're no. Making us think not. that our people are just living in huts and wearing grass skirts. You know? Yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with what Ghana did, but Ghana made the move. Like, they they gave citizenship to Americans, you know, because it was like invest in Africa. And so many people started buying homes, getting jobs in Ghana. You know, their economy is thriving. I believe they're the they're leading as far as economic growth in Africa. Ghana is leading right now because they've opened up their mm -hmm. doors to African-Americans who want to build a community because we're here. So, I mean, I believe I do believe right now. West Africa is a place to invest. It's where our dollars are most valued and valuable. And what better way to invest than to help your people that were robbed of so much? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, Africa is the Africa is the past, but it's also the future. Because, yeah. like you said, the dollar goes further. I mean, somebody's going to invest in them. It might as well be us, people that look like. They, they deserve to have investment from people that look like them. Absolutely. You know I mean, if, if you think about most of our natural resources and where they originate from, it's a shame. And going back to our conversation about jobs, it's like we just don't have the ability to refine these products, but we sell off our natural resources for pennies. And when we do that, our people are not profiting off of this. And it's unfortunate, but I think that it's in our best opportunities. So, I mean, you know, when you think about what do you, what do you want to do in the next 10 years, I think it's important that we at least expose ourselves to the opportunities that are available in West Africa. Yeah, definitely the future. Africa is where it's at. You know, we see China's, China's moving heavy, heavy, heavy into Africa. Uh, we talked about the Europeans making their move in Afri Africa, but China is definitely in there. They're putting the money in. They're moving in. They're putting all these nations in debt. You know, we got to get in there, too. We got to help our brothers the most, definitely. Yes. Africa is, yes. Africa is more than what they showed us on TV when we were kids. That much is for sure. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, Africa's good in old technology. Like we have gold and silver, but we we need to focus on modern technology, right? We need to focus on, you know, the internet because communication is huge and it increases your reach.
reach if you can see what's happening in other parts of the country. So I think modern technology is important for Africa to expand in, but definitely the natural resources is really where most of their income is coming from. Right, right, right. We talked about that on the podcast too, how uh, a lot of the African billionaires are in oil, they're in mining. Right, sugar. Industry, cement. It's it's mainly off of natural resources because that's Africa's the richest continent on the earth as far as natural resources go. Mm -hmm. But they are making strides in in technology. Almost everybody has a phone almost. Everything is mobile. But where do they buy it from? Where do they buy the phone from? The phone's not manufactured in Africa. And that's the problem. It's because it's like you got to be mindful where your dollars are going, right? Because it doesn't make 60% of the community to be in poverty because you're sending your money to China. It's very important that we recycle our dollars and keep our money in our community. Any more questions for Nella in the chat or in the question box? Uh, We've been talking a lot about lately on the actual podcast about how I was saying before, we need to really bridge bridge the oceans, man. We got to work with our brothers abroad. Mm -hmm. We talk about black folks on the podcast. And we, we, we tend to... There's a lot of talk about building back wealth in the community in general, but I think people generally think about it as in African Americans. Mm-hmm. But we got to think about the Caribbean and Africa, the whole diaspora, because, you know, we need each other. We're only 13% of Americans. Yeah. You know, we need all the help we can get. We got to help each other out, man. Yeah. And, you know, part of, you know, we talked about struggles and challenges. Um, and part of the challenge also in West Africa is that there's a lack of trust amongst each other, right? In America, you know, the goal or the hope is you don't judge someone by what family they're from or what tribe they're from. You look at their skill set. And I think it's so important that Africa adapt those same qualities because you don't want to limit your ability simply because someone came from the wrong family, right? And, you know, all of that can really be traced back to slavery because if you think about the effects, the long-term effects of slavery, I mean, there were slave raids. And so one tribe had to protect themselves from another tribe. And so it built this level of distrust that unfortunately is still there today. And it's so important that we work on connecting, you know, Africa first, You know, because in order for them to work and build, they got to be able to trust one another, you know. And as I work on building my business and trusting them, it's got to go both ways. Like if I tell them, hey, I need a thousand bags, they got to trust me that the money's going to show up. You know what I'm saying? So trust is the root of any business. Mm, I got to put that out there. Trust is the root of any business, any relationship. You know, you can't you can't be married if there's no trust. You can't have a friendship if there's no trust, you know, so. I think trust, if we can if we could bridge that gap and ensure that they trust one another and they can work together and they're not judging up each other over superficial things that don't matter. I mean, I think West Africa in particular can make leaps and bounds. Trust is the root of any business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw somewhere somebody said one time that, you know, if honesty didn't exist, then you would have to create it just so you could do business. Like honesty and trust, integrity, all that kind of stuff, can't do business without it. Absolutely, absolutely. A spiritual thing, definitely a spiritual thing. Yeah. And Hubby had a, a a a comment earlier. He was saying that you you cut out when you were starting to say at this point in your life something. I oh, okay. I was saying you know at this point in my life, any business that I start has to help my community, right? Because you know I've I've reached a point of financial stability. So what's next? Because personally, I believe the the goal can't always be to secure the bag. I, I don't believe that because if you do that you're going to be the only one successful. And that's not the true goal for me until I see that my community is flourishing. So it's like at this point in my life, 
any business that I do has to help my people back home because what I saw my first trip, I saw my relatives struggling. I can't picture myself, you know, balling out here in America and having my people struggling back home. That's just not going to sit right with me. Pure Body Company formulates an amazing range of emollients with shea butter at its base. Pure Body Co. focuses on providing all natural handcrafted products for all people. At shoppurebodyco.com, you'll find body butters and lip balms that are not only moisturizing, but none of our products contain preservative or even those unrecognizable chemicals. So if you're looking to keep your skin soft, visit shoppurebodyco.com. And remember to join PBC Perks to receive rewards as you shop. Mm. And you see your, your actual relatives, your actual family? Yeah, my actual relatives and my actual family, absolutely. Mm, that can't be a good feeling. No, not at all. You know, and it's interesting because that's home for them and they're very comfortable with that lifestyle, you know, and what we what we view as struggling, they may not view as struggling. Right. They, they're very comfortable with the way that they're living. You know, we my sister actually has rights to America, but I have a sister back home that she would prefer to live in Sierra Leone. Because that's all she knows, you know? And so she was like, why would you take me out of my community? And it's so important that we see her perspective. You know, that's how a lot of communities become disenfranchised because we view it as poverty. But to them, that's their livelihood. That's their life. That's all they know. Right. And then sometimes you bring people over there for them to struggle here. Yeah. Yeah. And at least at least they, they have their culture back home and they were happy back there. Yeah. Yeah. Familiar with, instead yeah. of bringing them across the water to, to, to freeze. <laughs> yeah. Like in New Jersey right now, it's like 30 something degrees, but let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> so what do you see coming for Sierra, Sierra Alpines in 21? I see having more support, having more help. Um, I like the direction we're going. Um, I think that having an assistant was huge for me to increase my outreach. Um, I'm looking for brand ambassadors. I'm looking for people to help me with events to get the word out. I'm, I'm looking for people to help me get into stores. Um, you know, I want to grow, grow the amount of people that are working in the business. Um, if I can do that here and I can help more people back home, you know, if I can get to the point where I have five to six families involved in the business back home, you know, that would be a step in the right direction. So right now we're doing, um, right now we're doing small bags, but like with us stabilizing the shipping, we actually have luggage material, lug luggage travel wear coming out in 2021. Um, I think the people will love it. The patterns are Similar to actually what the dress that I'm wearing today, we're going to have that in luggage material, um, carry-on bags, suitcases. So I'm very, very excited to, for what 2021 will bring. That's cool. Thank you. And travel should pick up, more, should definitely pick up in 21 once all these uh, restrictions are lifted. So yeah. travel should boom in. Um, so team residents in the chat, we didn't plan on talking about this, but you said you'd like to hear more about the event space that you and your husband have. <laughs> So, okay, my other business. So um, I like that question. So one thing that's very unique to West Africa is that you don't just go buy a house. Everyone builds their house, right? And I didn't really understand why growing up, my parents were always talking about building their house, building their house, until I went back home and realized everyone builds their house. They buy the material, they hire their engineers, and they build a house. So once I went back at 32 and I saw that, I was like, oh, that's dope, you know? So um, 
my husband and I expanded our home in 2018, 19, 20, and we upgraded our backyard. So with COVID hitting, people were limited in areas because so many venues had to close during um, during, due to state regulations. So we, our backyard is huge. We have over an acre. So people started hitting us up. We posted on Airbnb. Um, we have a guest house and people started asking us if we could host events. So year to date, we've had, since July, we've had over seven weddings in our backyard. Um, mm. we've had baby showers. We, we like to keep it classy. We, ha- we host baby showers. We host um, birthday part, children birthday parties. We host weddings. Um, right now, we're already booked till March 2021. So this was not even an idea that we were thinking of when we expanded. It was just for our family. Um, but the guest house was going to be a rental, but it turned into an event space for us. So we've been extremely successful. Um, my husband's in real estate, and now we're looking to buy new land and build and repeat. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like I said, it, it wasn't even something we marketed or advertised. We just put the guest house on Airbnb, and they saw the backyard, and people started asking us if they could have weddings, baby showers, and it just boomed from there. That's nice. Yeah. And you also said, um, oh, that's cool, man. Uh, you also said real estate. Is that something separate or is that, or you were talking about the event space? Real estate that, right? is my husband's business, Eco Savvy Group. Shout out to my husband. Um, but he's the realtor in the family. So um, with his with his knowledge on real estate and city coding and city planning and the laws, um, customer service and my my hustle, I think that we're like, you know, a power couple. Absolutely. All right. Good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank she claimed you it. she claimed it yes i claim it i claim it so you know and you know it's actually been a blessing because i mean we have so much traffic now so of course i'm going to advertise here out bags as people hold events at our home my husband when people get married obviously the next step is for them to buy a house so my husband's making contacts and we're able to grow so many different aspects of our business through one business and that's really the goal mm-hmm. right is to have all the business is intermingle and help grow each other nice 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 i love it i love it i love it i love it any more questions in the chat okay hit that little button with the question mark on it just put in the chat any more questions any more questions i love it man um interconnected interconnected intermingling like you said yeah you know one business feeds the other somehow somehow it's complimentary i want to have guests i want to have thought like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna have a handbag company (laughs) have an event space and do right, right, you right. can never think of that off on paper but you started and it just connected mm-hmm. and it just it makes sense it makes yes. sense the way you break it down but absolutely nice. absolutely that's key for anybody try to make your businesses complementary and interconnected one piece the other absolutely so yeah Shout out to I mean, you know I, I mean i have several passions and you don't have to only focus on one of them you know, and I think it's important to ask for help. Like the rate that my husband and I are growing, we're going to need a team to help us out. And that's what it's about is giving back to the community, helping people, you know, that don't have the same opportunities that you had. You know, I grew up in a very, very strict household and my father didn't play, but I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? And, but I also see myself as privileged because I had that, I had that discipline. And I know a lot of people 
didn't have that discipline growing up. So it's, it's part of the reason I am the woman I am today. Yeah, that's cool. And now, like you said, as as your businesses grow, you need to bring on more staff, get more get help. More people. So now, yeah. yeah so now I mean, even with our event business, it's like, okay, we need security. And we've actually, you know, there's all these services that we need that people expect when they rent a venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now you, you employ more people here and in the United States. <laughs> and you grow the handbag business to sell employ people back home in Sierra Leone in Africa. Yeah. So like you're really helping several communities. Absolutely. And giving the customers in, a, in America a chance to get African-inspired designs that are authentic and they get to support people back in Africa. And it's just, it's a good cycle. Absolutely. You know, I work my, I work my more like a seven to seven, my corporate job. I come home, I try to do my social media outreach um, with the bag business. And then we have the rental in the backyard and thank God my husband takes care of that. Um, We have our events on the weekends. So it's like, you know, we're trying to balance it all, but eventually, I mean, we're going to need help. And I'm happy we're at the point that we can even ask for help. That's a blessing in itself. That's cool. Any more questions or else we're going to start wrapping this up. Uh, Definitely, definitely make sure you you follow Sierra L Bags if you're not already following. Go to the website and, you know, you got like one more day to to shop the sales for 2020. (laughs) One more day. Blowout sale, end of the year sale. Um, We're bringing on new bags in 2021 handmade by skilled craftsmen in my hometown, my home country where I was born, very dear to my heart. So check out the website, sierralbags.com and support. Definitely support. Definitely, if you're not a follower, make sure you follow this uh, Instagram, Tweet Talk Podcast. Subscribe to the uh, the podcast, for sure. We, we, we talk about this stuff all the time. This is the stuff that we talk about. This is the stuff that we like. This is the stuff that we want to see. This is the stuff that we need. Okay, okay. Uh, um, this is the stuff we need. Definitely follow the podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Work Money Life. Follow my, my partner Charles at Todd Business underscore. Follow him on Instagram at Todd Business or Todd Capital. Subscribe to the podcast. Check us out. I'm going to start adding these uh, these lives to the podcast as bonus episodes too. Check out the other episodes of Birth of a Brand that we had. This is the third one so far. Really like this one. It's very good so far. You got to support each other and support not as in charity, but support as in our dollars. You know, not just because it sounds like a good thing to do because we got we got the products. We make good stuff, man. Absolutely. We are as good as anybody. Right. They wouldn't have went to West Africa to capture us if we weren't good laborers. You know what I'm saying? So they knew they knew that they were getting they knew they were getting the best. Right. Right. So any was any you got one thing that you want to tell, tell the people before you be head out? You asking me? Yeah. I'm asking you one thing that you want to say to black people. Yeah. You know, tr- just trust trust one another. Um, surround yourself with people that want to see you grow. You know, talk to I mean, cancel out all the negativity. There's going to be a lot of people that tell you you're doing too much. Um, but that's more of a testimony to themselves and the battles that they're going through. But stay focused. Um, if you have a vision, it, it really just starts with a vision. You can worry about growing it and making it huge later, but stay true to yourself and your vision. Surround yourself with positive people and cancel out all the negativity. Cool. You heard it. All right. Thank you. So that's you. it for us. We talk podcast and Nella from Sierra L Bags. Thank you for joining us, guys. Thank you, Raphael. Shout out to Ebby. Thank you. All right. 
Yes, this is Donald the Voice, the official podcast editor and producer of the Tweet Talk podcast featuring, of course, Charles Oglesby and the man Raphael Husbands. And look, man, if you just listen to this episode, then you know exactly what I'm capable of. You know my swag. You know what I can do. And so without any further ado, I kind of want to give you a special offer for Tweet Talk podcast episode listeners. And here's what it is. Head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. And if you have podcasts or video editing needs, let's talk. And of course, I'm giving you a real, real nice deal. But you have to mention that you're a Tweet Talk podcast listener. And this offer isn't going to last forever. So if you're on social media or you have a business or you got something going on to where you need somebody to edit and produce your content, come and holla at your boy. And I promise to take care of you, our dedicated listener to the Tweet Talk podcast. Again, head over to DonaldTheVoice.com and hit the contact page and let's have a little conversation. Okay, back to your day, your evening, your morning, whatever's going on. Peace.